Season 3, Chapter 1, Becoming versus Being. And we're back. Ciao. <laughs> we're back. Welcome to Never Judge a Brook by its cover podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Nicole. New name, new season, and new episode. Welcome back. I'm really saying welcome back to you, but I'm also saying welcome back to me. Like, I don't know if you guys can tell. This feels so weird because uh, I haven't been on my podcast since July and we're about to celebrate Thanksgiving in two days. So welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. All right. Now, with all that being said, I just have one question. Did you miss me? (laughs) I mean, what? Like, guys, this is crazy. Like, to even have my mic and be here and do it, I thought this was done. I know y'all did because, I mean, I didn't think it was done. I always knew I was going to come back to it. I just did not know when, and we'll get into that throughout this episode. But I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to pick my craft back up and... You know, it's been a crazy journey from this summer, but throughout this journey, I did sit down with myself and with God and some of my friends, and I was just like, I can't do it no more. And y'all know I'm going to be honest, and that's just how I am. So it's not even that I couldn't do it. I didn't want to do it. I just felt like I wasn't being creative enough. I lost like all passion. And I'm really getting into like the topic a little bit here, but I was just like, you know what? It is yours. And if you don't want to do it, guess what? You don't have to. So I stopped. Um, I talked to my team and we decided not to do a summer season this season, which I needed that. I needed a break. So if you're mad at me about taking a break, (laughs) I hope you're not because I definitely needed the break. Like I'm just being honest here. But with all that being said, I hope that y'all did not leave me for another podcast because what? Tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your uncle, and tell your daddy that never judge a brook by its cover is back. And I'm so glad to be back on the mic. So glad to be able to hear from my listeners again. I know I went ghost, so that means y'all went ghost. I hope y'all still taking care of yourself. And I hope that you are still practicing all the things that we talked about in season one and season two. If you have not listened to season one or season two, they have about 4,000 plus streams. Look, we continue to grind and we continue to keep going. So you can find something within those episodes to listen to and to hear what the podcast is about. If this is your first time, welcome. Welcome again. And if y'all are back, the OG stand up. Welcome back. I'm so glad to be here, and I'm so glad that you guys have chose to listen to me today. Now, let's get into it. All right, we have now entered into selfie care. Selfie care is a portion that I like to call selfie care because it's just self-care with a selfie. Um, I started this because I love to take care of myself. I call myself the CEO of self-care. And with that, that can be getting my nails done, getting my toes done, or it could really just be getting out the bed. We talked about that with, I suffer from anxiety sometimes. And so sometimes my self-care is just to get out the bed. Um, But I would love to see what your self-care is and what you've done this week throughout the week to take care of yourself. Please make sure you are tagging us on Instagram at Pod. 
so I can see what everyone is doing for their self-care. So for this week's selfie care, I'm going to talk about all the things that I've done throughout the months. No, I'm just kidding. I can't mention and label everything. So I just wanted to talk about my therapy and what therapy has been for me and what the journey has been for me. And if you've been listening, then you know, I started therapy back in January, right after my birthday. Um, a close friend of mine, um, her boyfriend or fiance passed away in a car accident. And that was my first time noticing that death can happen so young. Um, I never really experienced death within a young age and you know that's going into grieving and that process and I saw how it affected her and it scared the crap out of me I'm just being honest and vulnerable as always but it just scared the crap out of me like he passed in a car wreck and so I was scared to do transportation for a while I was scared to walk I walked you know in DC I live near a metro I was scared to do the metro I was scared something was gonna break down so all this anxiety and fear just kept building up and um, we're coming up on a year of his passing and rest in peace, Andre. But that's really the one thing that ultimately took me to therapy. I know I needed to go to therapy. I kept telling people what therapy was about um, on my podcast. And I was like, how can you talk about therapy if you've never been or you never done it consistently? So I've been doing that journey since January. Um, and let me tell you, it has been a great journey. Like, do I still get anxiety? Yes. I don't think it's like a cure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do I still feel sad some days? Yes. Do I still have like my depression where I don't really feel like getting out to bed? Yes. I do have all of those things. But I do think that therapy has taught me so much to the point where I'm talking about it 24-7. And I honestly forgot like how taboo it was in a black community because when I mention it, I feel like people look at me weird. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, my therapist said da 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 and like, it's like, I'm just so open about it. So being that I'm so open about it to close friends and even like on the podcast, I mentioned it a couple of times. I wanted to be open about it this season and just mention my therapy. So for my selfie care throughout since July or since January, really, but since the break of the podcast, I really have been doing my therapy sessions. And I honestly just want to say that I think everybody needs therapy. I think we always go through this phase of like, oh, well, I'm not really suffering from anything no you're always suffering from something because we're not perfect people and I, I had to learn that on my own and also not only are you not suffering from or you may be suffering from something you also just need somebody to talk to that's not biased and who doesn't know your information and who's not a friend or a family member you just need to talk to someone who you know is just there to listen and I think that happens in therapy with my experience and of course you know everyone's experience is differently but we're going to talk about how to find you a good therapist. Okay. Okay. So my number one thing for finding a therapist. And like I said, these are like, I don't even have this written down in my notes or my podcast. I'm speaking off the dome. Um, but these are some tips that I've taken for myself. And the number one thing is like the race demographic that you want your therapist to be. If you don't prefer any race or you don't mind any race, it, your search will be really easier. Um, I wanted a black woman who, who identified with being black and a woman just because that's what I am. And that's what I prefer talking to. My mom has a therapist. She goes to a black man. So I think it's like all what you want and what you consider your therapy sessions to be like. You could also get an Asian woman, Asian man. Like it's, it was really up to you. But the number one thing for me was race. Um, secondly, I wanted them to be educated and I wanted them to have like a HBCU experience. So my therapist went to a HBCU in undergrad. 
Um, and that helped and benefited me because I was able to talk about my undergrad experience and my PWI experience when I was in grad school, because I picked this up when I was still in grad school. So me talking about systemic racism while in school, we're talking about, um, racism that was happening to us that was in school while we were in school was easier because she was able to connect because she went to HBCU and then she went to a PWI similar to me. So same backgrounds. Um, And then looking at the bios and seeing like what they do and like what they practice in, because my therapist specifically practices in like, or recommends self-care instead of like medicine or something. So I saw that. And of course I took that as like, okay, I need her because I'm like self-care guru. And like the things that she offered does help. Like I like do rain sounds at night to sleep and some other things like so she helped, like she offers a lot of self-care practices like massages and things. Basically, it's what you want. So like if you feel like you need medicine, then I would find a therapist that requires that. All I had to say, when looking for one, I would look for or on psychology today. This is not an ad or anything. I don't get paid for this. I should. But psychology today, I literally put in my Google search black therapist in whatever area you're in, you probably North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. Atlanta, Georgia, wherever. And then it'll come up and it'll tell you and they'll have a list of like black women therapists, black men therapists. It's a very good resource. Um, if you want Asian therapists, I'm pretty sure you can do the same thing, but psychologytoday.com is the website I use to find my particular therapist. And then I noticed that she was doing online. So it didn't matter where I was. Like I didn't have to go in person and I enjoyed that as well. Y'all, when I say it's been the best thing that has happened to me in 2022, just talking out my thoughts, being able to have the boundaries that I have with my parents, with my friends at work and my work environment, like certain things at work, I'm like, no. And I say no very professionally, but no. So, you know, and instead of just being like a people pleaser and stuff, take the therapy, y'all. I didn't talk about it for like five minutes within these two seconds, <laughs> but seriously, like I'm so serious, men, women, children like put your people in therapy because it's just so much better and it makes it just makes you feel whole and like I said does anxiety still come up yes does depression still come up yes but am I able to navigate those and have different resources that align me to get out of those feelings yes and it's all because of therapy because I couldn't think of that myself so go to a therapist go to psychology today I wish I had a code to give you or something like that but you can find one in your price range. A lot of them take health care. A lot of them take just money. Um, so just depending. And I hope that you guys sign up. So that's my self-care for since the month of July all the way till now has been therapy. Has been a black woman too. Let's get into that. But has been therapy. Again, I'm looking forward to see what you guys have done within your self-care this month or these weeks, please make sure to upload your pictures for your selfie care and tag Never Judge a Brook Pod on Instagram. Okay, we have now entered into real life politics. Real life politics, real life politics. All right, so we are now into real life politics and let's get into it because we recently had an election. <sighs> Y'all, and I just want to talk about, and I'll, I'll make it brief. What's that girl say? I'm going to keep it black, but I'm going to keep it brief. Both of those things for this segment right now and for today. Black women and politics, they don't want to see us win. And that's just that on that. And I've had this conversation with so many people, and I literally hate having this conversation because 
I noticed it back in college. Oh, child, I'm not even going to get into that, but black men dominate the political space. And I'm not saying that it's black men's fault that we're not doing that. So please don't go run and tell your mama that. But what I am saying is that society would rather see a man in politics than women, black, white, whatever. And we can just take that as an example with Hillary Clinton, who was a white woman and President Barack Obama. We definitely voted a black man in before we voted a woman in as president. Do you get what I'm saying? Are you following me? Do you understand? Okay, great. So now let's get into the Stacey Abrams thing. If you don't know, please look up who Stacey Abrams is. Who Stacey Abrams is. And if you don't know who she is, you're living under a rock. Um, Stacey Abrams just does so much for the political platform. She has turned Georgia blue. She has ran twice now and has lost um and I just feel like we don't back her as if we would a black man and that's just that on that and if you want to fight with somebody don't fight with me in my podcast fight in the polls <laughs> um but no we just don't deserve her as a black woman and I felt so sad when I found out that she did not win and I think it's because she just did so much she had so many um celebrities backing her and putting up for Georgia and I feel like when it came to Raphael Warnock, who was another senator in Georgia, he won last year. And not to compare, but black people and white people did get him in last year. But for some reason, when it came to a black woman running, we couldn't get her in. Now, when it first happened, I'm going to be honest, I was like furious. I was calling my phone. I was calling my friends. I was cussing everybody out. Well, I wasn't really cussing them out, but I was like really trying to prove my point about how we just never back black women. Like, to me, I don't think so. And we can look at so many different examples across the board of how black women black women are not getting the same fight that black men do. Um, and if black men were in certain situations, we would be fighting way harder than what we do. And I think it's because black, black women are always going to support black men. But for black men, I think it's always like a debacle. And it's not to fight against the race because, like I said, white because that's what somebody tried to tell me like well white people are the majority we should be getting on them too yeah no I get that white people also want to see black men in politics and not black women I think it's because of our intelligence our brilliance and you know the way we do things but to be honest um it's just crazy how gender plays a huge part and a lot of people are not noticing that and not seeing that and not viewing that as a factor and we can look at um George Floyd and Breonna Taylor's case. And like I said, they both equally deserve justice, but one got way more justice than the other. And one also has a statue. They, ha You know what I'm saying? Like we have like streets named after him and the whole world was fighting after him. And with Breonna Taylor, it was more so like a couple of people were fighting. You know what I'm saying? And yes, we did do the fight, but we just didn't go as hard. And that's just that's just the argument. We don't go as hard. Like if we're going to fight for them, yes, do we? We do. But we don't go as hard as what we do for our black men. And it's really disturbing. And it's so annoying. So yes, gender plays a role in politics and for real life politics, I did want to mention that it's just so hard to be a black woman and to be in the space and to know that you're way more qualified, way more deserving, and to just be cut short. So I feel bad for Stacey Abrams. And if you go into her comments, people were like, they failed you again and keep fighting and keep the fight. 
that shit is annoying. And I'm saying that from experience, but it's just annoying to have hear to have heard that after you've lost something that you know you are deserving to receive, right? And so I hope that she is like chilling somewhere and I hope that she's taking this as, you know, a real true factor and like literally doing stuff for her now because like people are like, don't give up. No girl, it's about that time. Forget them. Do do you because they clearly left you. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, if you want to argue or comment, my DMs are always open for these conversations. And yeah, I just I just feel like this goes back to the Malcolm X quote about black women being the most unprotected people in America. And, you know, I would get it tatted on me if it didn't say America in it, because it's the truth. And we do need to go harder for our black women. And my podcast is black women listening. So I feel like I'm preaching to the choir. But for the men that do listen, we need to fight harder for our black women and justice for our black women. So, yeah, that is our real life politics segment um, to just stand up for black women and let us stop being in the forefront and then let us stop being in the forefront for the fight. But then also wanting us to be grateful for the little things like even with Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, a lot of people were like, well, she's the first black woman to be the vice president. And we should be grateful. It's like, but that's not what she wanted. She wanted president. Y'all know she ran for president, right? But she got to be grateful because some white man told her that she needs to be vice president. It don't work like that. And I think people just continue to expect black women to accept the bare minimum and be happy about it. And I think that's just BS. And yeah, this this has been a long drawn out black woman series, but... I'm going to keep it black and I'm going to keep it brief and I'm going to cut it right there. But black women deserve way more, especially black women in politics, into the space, allow the space for us to walk into so we don't have to do the extra mile and the extra fighting because we are more than deserving, more than intelligent, and we are created just like you are to do the work. So I say all that to say that I hope the space is now open and I hope it does become You know, like I said, we are taking baby steps, but at this point in life, we need to be taking bigger steps for black women. All right, Never Judge a Brook pod fans, you know that after real life politics, we are now in the episode season. So this episode is called Becoming Versus Being, and Y'all, I cannot wait to get into it. So I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I enjoy creating it. It's been sitting with me for a couple of months. So I hope we can get it all together. This is supposed to be a short episode just to introduce what being means to me. So let's get into it. All right, y'all. So lately I feel like it's me versus me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I feel like it's me versus me. I feel like it's been me versus me this whole time. And I just did not know that it was me versus me this whole time. And now I do. I felt like it was me versus the world. I felt like, but no, it was me standing in my own way. And we're about to get into that with this episode. So as you know, for my birthday, every year I do a theme. We have Bear. We have Becoming, and now this year for 25, I'm walking into Being. My birthday is not until January, so the theme has come out a little bit earlier. You're welcome. Decided to do that as a treat since I have been off the grid for a bit. But um, Becoming and Being are two different things, and I think that this has allowed me to see (laughs) what that actually and truly means. As always, my birthday themes define my podcast themes, so... 
Being for my birthday is also the theme of the podcast. So for season three, we have now entered into our being season and we're going to get into that and what that means. So like I said, I have been off the podcast grid since July. I ain't thinking about coming back. I ain't really want to come back. Um, just being honest with y'all. And it's just because I was like, dude, I'm not being creative. This is taken away from like time and space. I'm not where I want to be within my job, which I'll talk about that in a couple of more episodes lately. I'm not where I want to be in my career. I'm about to turn 25. And I think that's always like a moment, like a aha. I don't know if you could hear me in the mic, but I took a deep breath. I really feel like it's just like a what moment, like 25. Like I was telling my therapist, here we go, Brooke, with the therapist stories. But I was telling my therapist about one of my friends coming up for her birthday. And I was saying, yeah, like, and she's like, oh, well, how old is she turned? I was like 25. And I was like, wait, that can't be right. I was like, wait, we turned 25? That's crazy to me. So within that, I think it's just like an eye opener. Like you see yourself doing this at 25. Now I'm going to be honest. I ain't never seen myself with kids and being married at 25 like many do. But I have seen myself in my, you know, walking the red carpet already, living it up, having my big old loft and just enjoying life. And I think that, you know, it's taking a toll on me that I'm not there yet, but I'm also still 25. So, um, you know, or 20, I'm 24, but about to be 25. So I just feel like I just, all of that to say, (laughs) it's okay to just be. And I think that with becoming, it was a pressure to become. So in my becoming journey and what I labeled as becoming, it was always a pressure to become the best version of yourself or become, you know, the woman that you've always wanted to be or become the student leader that you, whatever it is that you put in place of that. But for for me, becoming was like to become the successful business entrepreneur, this black, beautiful woman. That It's just like all of that is a lot of pressure. And the pressure is getting worse. (laughs) The pressure was just too much. When you say you want to become something, you just put so much pressure on yourself to do it. And that could either, you know, it could go well or it could flop. And it's many ways that it went well for me this year. But it's also many ways that it flopped for me this year. And I was talking to my podcast team and I was like, They were like, okay, well, we, you know, this season doesn't have a theme. What is the theme? What's the theme? And somebody said being. And I was like, oh, you know what? That might really just be the theme because to be is just to be. (laughs) You're just doing it. It's no pressure. It's no like you're not idolizing someone because you're literally just being. Like you're not, you don't have to look at other people. You don't have to notice anything else. You're just being. And with that is what I'm looking forward to when I walk into this new chapter of my life. But it's just to be. And with becoming, like I said, it was a lot of pressure. And sometimes we become so hard on ourselves and we place so much tr- so much pressure on ourselves to be something instead of just going with the flow. You are live we're living in our 20s. And that's what I think I had to tell myself like this is 20s. And for some people, I know I have a lot of um, different generations on my podcast. This is their 30s. This is your 40s. Like, it's just being. Like, you don't have to become anything, really, if you don't want to. You really could just go with the flow. And I think with this life and 
the things that I've noticed while I took my sabbatical, while I took my step away from the mic was that, you know, we have no control over anything. I think COVID has told us that. I think, you know, life has taught us that, but we have no control over anything. You can't control anything. So with that, why would you even try to control who you're going to become? You literally can just be the best person or you can just do it. You don't have to try to put control or pressure on yourself to do it. So this started all with my gym journey. So since I've been off in July, so after the wedding in July that I mentioned about in July, (laughs) um, I just started going to the gym. Oh, child. And I've always gone to the gym, but I think this has been like the most consistent because I'll go for like two, three months and I'll end, I'll stop or I'll go for like a month and then I'll stop or I'll eat bad and I won't go back. I think this has been the most consistent that I've been. And I literally, there's been way more days that I didn't want to do something than days that I actually wanted to do it. So there's been way more days that I did not want to go to the gym and just went to the gym instead of the days that I wanted to actually go to the gym. Like, I'm going to be honest, this has been one of the most, like, craziest experiences. And I think it's because my goal was, like, you're going to have a certain body by 25, right? And, of course, I don't think that that body will just be here, you know? Like, you have to put in work. And that's what I did. Like, I've lost 12 pounds since I started. And I feel good. Like, even if I don't look good, which I do, period. But I feel great. Like, I feel awesome. And it feels great to, like, come home. And my mom is like, you've lost weight. Because my mom is going to tell you. She's going to tell you. Like, it was like, you lost weight. But it was also like, girl, you need to still do them squats, though. Because that means that butt ain't getting fat. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like. She's just going to be honest with it. And it felt great to like my brother too. Like, oh, now in November, oh, Brooke, you look like you, you know, you slimming up some. Now I'm not the skinniest person. I honestly don't want to be the skinniest person, but my shape and my frame is starting to come to place. And I think it just came with discipline and just being, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I think my being season has entered where I'm just going to do it. Like the days that I don't want to do it, I'm just going to do it. Becoming that would have been, I got to become, I got to lose 30 pounds by this date. I got to lose 40 pounds by this date. So to become this, I have to do this, this, and this, right? To be it, it's like, I didn't really have a set amount of weight because let's say that I wanted to lose 20 pounds by November. Do I think it's a failure that I've lost only 12? No. (laughs) And I think that's the new season I'm walking in. So with being, you're just doing it. Like, it was days that I didn't want to go to the gym. I have a friend who hits me up. He's always like, did you go today? Did you go today? And if I'm like, no, I didn't go, he's like, well, you need to get in there. My other friend, me and my other friend, uh, my close friend, we are on, like, a workout journey together. So I think that it started with the gym. And I was just like, okay, you want to be this? Do it. You just got to do it. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to, you know, mention anything to anybody. And so, like, even when I put it on my social media, I haven't put it how many, how much weight I have lost. And I have the comparison pictures, and maybe one day I'll share them. But from July, when I was at that wedding, and that was my heaviest I've ever been. And I wore it well, okay? Let me just say that. I wore it well. To now, I feel so much different. And I don't feel as heavy. I don't even like to eat as heavy. 
Um, of course, there's days where I'd rather just order a pizza and watch TV and eat my ice cream. And I take those days and I take those days regularly. Like I don't, you know, I used to get so caught up in you can't have no cheat meal. No, I'm gonna have a cheat meal. I'm gonna still just go to the gym and call it a day. Because I think the main thing is that nobody's perfect. And I think we always like try to put perfection on us. And if you're just being and if you're just doing it, you take away that perfectionist part of it and you just do it. Nike has one of the best quotes ever because I just said it about three times now. But literally, you just do it. Like, I've noticed that within the gym. I've noticed that with going to therapy, you just go to therapy. You don't have to tell everybody. You don't have to say, oh, I don't want to go or whatever. You just go. I've noticed that within school practices, when you're in school, I've also noticed that with this podcast, like I put so much pressure on becoming the best podcaster out there, right? Like this has to hit this chart. This has to do this. The most times that I've hit, I've hit a podcast chart twice. The first episode that I did in season one has hit a podcast chart. The Second, I've hit um, my actual whole podcast as a whole has hit a chart in Jamaica. Those were the two times that I never thought about ever hitting a podcast chart, right? Because I didn't have a pressure on me. I didn't even know that there was charts. You get what I'm saying? I didn't know that there was charts. Like there's charts like the Billboard 100. They have that for like podcasts. So now all of a sudden I had this pressure on me as you have to become the best podcaster. Like you have to have... You have to hit the charts. You have to hit the mark. You have to do this. No, the times that I actually got it were the times that I didn't even know that they even existed. So I say all of that to say when you just be something and when you just are something, it takes so much pressure off you than to become something or to become someone because you are that. You don't have to worry about the stress and the pressure of to become something. Like I know they sound the same, but they're really not. And so in season three, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a new vibe. We're looking for a new light. This We want this to be light, enjoyable, fun. We want it to be for the women in their 20-something to learn life experiences with me, of course. But as I evolve into my 30-somethings, my 40-somethings, 50-somethings, 60-somethings, like to just be because I'm not always going to hit a podcast chart. I'm not always going to be the perfect little Miss Brooke creative person. I'm not always going to be like that always has to go. And so just to go with the flow and understand where life takes me is where I'm willing to go and to be content in every state I'm in as in the Bible, but to be content in every situation that you are in, just to be content to be right. It's a joy in that. It's a passion in that. It's a positivity in that. And so that's what we're doing. And for this next season, I wanted to be the blueprint. So instead of me preaching and having all the sermons and all the stuff that I normally do, I want to be able to explain when I fail, explain when I mess up, explain why I was gone for a couple of months. Like that's all needed. Explain my anxiety, explain that I have it. Cause I feel like I say it and then I'd be like, but it's not like that. No, I have anxiety. I'm scared. Okay. I'm scared. And I think most of us are like, let's just be honest with ourselves. Right. But Like I said, again, nobody is perfect. So that is what season three is looking like. And instead of, like I said, becoming, we'll be being, we'll be our our best selves, right? And I want you guys to just be, 
to enjoy the moments that are there, to to elaborate and to collab with the moments that aren't there, to the moments that you don't want to be there when you're crying, when you're sad, when you're depressed, all of that, to just be and feel in those moments because moments only last moments, right? I don't know where I was going with that, but they only last for the moment. They only last for the moment. That's what I was trying to say. But I say all of that to say, in this next season, season three, we are just going to be. So I'm here to be black, to be me, to be educated, to be successful, and just to be Brooke Nicole. And like I said, I'm not taking this time off, this much time off. But if I need to, I will, because that might be the season that I get dragged into, right? I can't put the pressure on me to have all of this stuff ready for y'all if if it's just not ready. So... I want to see what this next season looks like for me. And I hope you guys come along with me on the journey to just be. And we're leaving Becoming Alone in 2022. We're walking into 2023 and we're just going to be, child. We're just going to be. Um, and I'm grateful, like I said, that I have a good good enough following to like listen to me, hear me out. And this is for the black women who are going through life, who need help navigating it because I'm navigating mine as well. And so I cannot wait to see what this season brings. I know that it's going to be a good one. I'm so grateful. I'm always happy when we enter into a new season because it makes me feel good. And I only come on the mic when I actually feel good. And so this is the time. This is that time to just feel good and to be grateful to be entering into season three. So I hope you guys stick it out with me. Like always, we're going to have our biweekly shows. So I'll see y'all in two weeks. Um... Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. And like always, we do have our woman-owned business segment. We did not forget about you. Um, This space is created as a safe space for black women entrepreneurs to have their businesses highlighted on the podcast. If you are a black woman and you own a business, please make sure to DM us on Instagram or email us on Gmail. Everything will be down below. And we would love to feature your business. As always, never judge anyone because you don't know their story. I'm out.